A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son. <laughs> Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 317. That's the victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> <laughs> right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Master's Dog, Episode 9. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. Today, we are going to talk about um, a guy that I'm sure the majority of you have heard his name. Probably many of you read his book. I never did. Um, Long time ago, um, he wrote a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Of course, we are talking about Josh Harris. Um, and uh, he was huge in youth groups and so on. I, I think I was a youth pastor at the time that the book came out. Um, probably one of the only ones that didn't do a, a Bible study off of his book for my youth group. Um, probably because of the time I was dating my wife. And uh, I wasn't going to read a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye because I wanted to date my wife. And uh, who, well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but I wanted to date her. So I wasn't going to go into this whole thing of going, well, we should read this book and you kids shouldn't date. So, you know, again, do we lead by example or no? Um, So I never read his book. I've never been a huge Joshua Harris fan. Um, 
honestly hadn't thought about this dude in the last 20 some years since uh, I was a youth pastor and again the name went around because the book was huge at the time um, but yeah I, I never read it and I hadn't even really thought about it afterthought not even an afterthought um, out of sight out of mind no thoughts whatsoever about Joshua Harris until recently when he popped back up and now a lot of people tell me that this was a trajectory that was going on people who followed him and so on again I didn't see anything I didn't know anything about what was going on until just a few weeks ago and actually I can give you a date um, oh, two weeks ago so that's all it showed me I'm reading off of his Instagram which is why you're getting the really weird glowy face for me because I've got my phone down here, which is the only place I have Instagram. Um, I don't use it very often, and uh, yeah, I'm just not a huge Instagrammer. But two weeks ago, he posted a picture of he and his wife on Instagram with this caption, We're writing to share the news that we are separating and will continue our lives together as friends. In recent years, some significant changes have taken place in both of us. It is with sincere love for one another and understanding of our unique story as a couple that we are moving forward with this decision. We hope to create a generous and supportive future for each other in our, and for our three ch amazing children in the years ahead. In the years ahead, thank you for your understanding and for respecting our privacy during a difficult time. And so. Um, I was actually really happy to see one of the first people that responded to him was um, my sister, Nagame uh, Pahi, Panihi, Panahi. I, I don't know how to pronounce her, her last name. This is her maiden name because, again, she was Saeed Abedini's wife. Um, I don't know if, if I, I believe they're officially divorced because she's back to her maiden name. Um, and so she understands this situation um, I've continued to follow her continue to pray for her continue to con have contact with her once in a while just to drop her notes of encouragement during her time while her husband was in prison for his faith uh, she was just very vocal and amazing the, the way that she she preached the gospel in front of parliaments and in front of Congress and in front of you the UN and so on the gospel preached over and over and over. So, again, we're not here to talk about Nagme, but um, I love this sister and uh, just the fact that she's so committed to preaching the gospel. But she was one of the first few people, one of the first people to respond to this. And her response was, Nothing you have shared aligns with the word of God. It seems you have strayed from the word of God. Praying for your wife and children, this is a selfish step, and you are accountable to God as the head of your family. So to see her calling him to repentance, which is something that, I mean, had I had any kind of vested interest, I don't know if Nagme, obviously Nagme followed him because she saw this. I, I never followed him on Twitter. I never followed him on Instagram. I never had any interest in anything. Obviously she did, so I don't know how invested in his ministry or anything she was. Another guy calls him to repentance, Jordan Baxter. Um, he says, this is heartbreaking news published on social media. 
I hope you have godly men in your life that will call you to repentance using a platform to promote divorce as a horrible example and stance on God's covenant and marriage. Jesus never left his bride and you shouldn't either. And then Nagme's response to him was calling him to repentance is the most loving thing everyone can do for him and his family. Nothing he said here is biblical and he needs to repent. Those are a couple of things that I want. Just keep those in mind because I'm going to talk a lot about that calling people to repentance and just stuff that has gone on in the last couple of weeks of me calling people public figures like this to repentance. I mean, here is a guy that literally, I mean, this could have all been done privately and so on. But it, again, I guess being a public figure, you want to get it out there and make a, a, the statement known. Um, but to do it on, I mean, Instagram, just weird. I mean, couldn't you just do a press release of some kind? I'm sure he has publishers and publicity people and so on that could have through, you know, whatever magazines, uh, Christian media and so on. You, you put it on Instagram. It, it just seems like, I mean, that's like, <laughs> this is a, given the situation, it's a, it's a really bad analogy, but it's like proposing to someone in a bar. I mean, I, I was a DJ in, in a club in Germany years ago. And I had a guy come up and hand me 500 marks because he wanted to use the microphone to propose to his girlfriend. And I literally just like, off the song right then. Boom, okay, here, give me the money. Here's the mic. Do what you're going to do. Because, I mean, it's the like the least romantic thing ever to propose to somebody in the beer-covered dance floor of a underground bar and that seems to be kind of the same kind of situation you're airing out your issues on social on social media i think there could be some more official routes and stuff to to maintain i mean you're talking about maintaining respecting your privacy but you put it out on instagram which is like the least private thing you can do just didn't sit well, but and and I think the only reason I saw this was because that Nagme had responded to it, and I follow her on Instagram and Twitter and so on. So probably the only reason I knew anything about it was the fact that she followed him and she commented, and so that's what kind of popped him up on my radar. And then lo and behold, just a uh, just two weeks later, this happened just. Um, how many days ago? Two days, three days ago, uh, three days ago, uh, Joshua Harris posts another picture on Instagram. And I don't know if you can read the, uh, the, the caption on there. I'm going to read it to you, but there's a little bit of a portion of his caption. Let me see if I can increase the size in this will even block my face for a minute just so you can see what it is that he wrote and I'm going to read this to you and then we'll shrink that back down but um, I'm going to read the whole thing so this is the whole caption of this picture Josh says my heart is full of gratitude I wish you could see all the messages people sent me after the announcement of my divorce they are expressions of love though they are saddened or even strongly disapprove of the decision I hope, you I hope you mean that even the calls to repentance are messages of love because they really are. Um, continuing on with his, what he says. Sorry, I, my interjection. I am learning that no group has the market 
cornered on grace. This week I've received grace from Christians, atheists, evangelicals, ex-evangelicals, straight people, LGBTQ people, and everyone in between. Of course, there have been strong words of rebuke from religious people. <laughs> While not always pleasant, I know they are seeking to love me. There have also been spiteful, hateful comments that angered and hurt me. The information that was left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The, bio, the popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurement that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there's a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Martin Luther said that the entire life of believers should be repentance. There's beauty in that sentiment regardless of your view of God. I have lived in repentance for the past several years, repenting of my self-righteousness, my fear-based approach to life, my teaching of my books, my views on women, of women in the church, and my approach to parenting, to name a few. But now I specifically want to add to this list, but I specifically want to add to this list now to the LGBTQ plus community. I want to say that I'm sorry for the views that I have taught in my books and as a pastor regarding sexuality. I regret standing against marriage equality for not affirming you and your place in the church and for any ways that my writing and speaking contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry. I hope you can forgive me. To my Christian friends, I am grateful for your prayers. Don't take it personally if I don't immediately return your calls. I can't join in your mourning. I don't view this moment negatively. I feel very much alive and awake and surprisingly hopeful. I believe with my sister Julian that, quote, all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well, unquote. And so, there you go. That was Josh Harris's statement as he basically proclaimed that he is not a believer. He is not a Christian. He has fallen away in his to use his words um, to use biblical standards here's the deal um, if he truly is not a Christian if he truly by the standards of what defines a Christian if he is making the statement that he is not a Christian then he has never been a Christian it doesn't matter what he has taught what he has written what he has preached if he is truly right now unregenerate, um, not born again, not a Christian, not a follower of Christ, not one who has repented and put their faith in their trust, not one who would be considered elect and justified, uh, then he has never been any of those things. He would be, again, I would, I would look at him as the... Uh, the seed that was dropped on um, on the soil and then choked out by cares of this world, especially considering the statement that he made, talking about the, the statement to the LGBT community. Obviously, social justice. We just talked about that uh, in the Let Me Tell You podcast. Um, we talked about the, the Founders Ministry um, trailer that got everybody up and going. That's exactly, I mean, the intent of that is to draw attention to things like this. This is, this is a man who is making a proclamation that he is not saved, 
which means he has never been saved. Um, again, it, we, we have to look at these according to the word of God. Jesus said that those that the Father have given me, none can snatch them out of my hand. Not even you yourself can take yourself out of Jesus' hand. To, to make that kind of statement would mean that Jesus was a failure. That he saved you, that he applied his blood to your record of sin, and that somehow you just walked away from that. Doesn't happen. If you're not a Christian now, you've never been a Christian. Uh, if you if you are a Christian, again, I'm the whole issue of backsliding. It's that's a hard conversation to have. Obviously, as you read and things in like James, where it talks about if one of you has wandered away from the faith. Um, and you're able to win them back, then, again, I should have probably found the actual verse and read it verbatim, but the gist of it is, is that if your brother falls away, um, and you convince him of your sin and cause him to repent and bring him back, then he's saved. And so, again, that could be looked at in the view of, of backsliding and so on. Um, I mean, all we can do is watch and see where he goes, but... Again, what we're running into is, and this is this goes to the whole situation that I had this last week with Vicki Beeching and her uh, followers, because I called her to repentance. She tweeted on her birthday something about you know a great year and maybe something about trolls, and I'm like, okay, well you mentioned trolls. Well, here I am. Um, I'm gonna call it, and my my tweet was. Uh, it depends on your definition of trolling because I don't consider what I did as trolling per se. I guess you can call me a troll. Call me whatever you want. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. If I, if I'm a troll, I'm a troll, but I said, I want to wish you a very sincere, happy birthday. And I sincerely want to call you to repent and trust Christ, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. And so, of course, I get all kinds of stuff and um, blowback and I, I get her followers that told me to kill myself and then some that were just like, you're so hateful and, and you're so wrong and, and you know, the, the typical fare. But it looks to me like Josh Harris is joining in the ranks of the false teachers that are going to try to proclaim to people that homosexuality LGBTQ, all of this stuff is not sinful. That you can be these things and be a Christian. You can't. And I mean, he just acknowledges by his understanding of what it is a Christian, he's not. But yet he's going to apologize for teaching and, and maligning their place in the church and, and so on. You are aligning yourself with false teachers you're proclaiming yourself not to be a christian and then you're going to lead these other people astray you're going to proclaim to them that they can be whatever it is they want to be and still be christian and that's not true christ calls us to deny ourselves when we repent we become a new creation so the whole idea of just be you be yourself be who you are that's not what the Bible teaches us. That would mean I could still be a 
porn addict, which I am not. I, by the grace of God, I have resisted the sin of pornography. I am no longer an addict. Am I perfect? Have I never fallen back into that sin? No. But I do not proclaim myself to be a porn addict. Or would I ever say I'm a porn addicted Christian? Other, or would I say I'm a polyamorous tempted Christian? Because I'm attracted to, to a lot of women besides my wife. But I take those thoughts captive, which is what the scripture tells me. I deny myself my desire. There's a spider crawling down my wall. I do pest control. I should not have spiders crawling down my wall. Um, sorry. Easily distracted. I should not proclaim any identity other than Christian. I do not attach any kind of adjective to my identity in Christ. There are no gay Christians. There are no um, kleptomaniac Christians. There are no murderous Christians. There are no adulterous Christians. We do not identify according to our sin. But herein in lies the rub. These people are denying that these things are sinful, even though the Bible makes it clear. And they jump in and they do all kinds of twisting of scripture and words and, and definitions to make it seem like the Bible doesn't teach that homosexuality is a sin. And it absolutely does. So you are literally Josh. In this stance, if this is the direction you are going, you are literally not only on a path for hell on your own, but you are leading others there. And here's a, here's a, a statement that I've made many, many times, and I have absolutely no scriptural evidence to support this idea, but I can imagine that this is the way things are going to happen. Every false teacher, you pick them. False teachers, Joel Osteen or uh, Benny Hinn or uh, Kenneth Copeland, you name it, Vicki Beachy, Joshua Harris, uh, Matthew Vines, any of these people who are teaching these false, these lies about the word of God and teaching people that sin is not sin or any of these things, I am convinced that when the last day comes and we read what Matthew 7 talks about, that, that these false teachers are going to have to stand there as every person that they have deceived steps before Christ and proclaims, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And those false teachers are going to hear his words echo as he tells every person that they have deceived, depart from me. You worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And watch as all of those people are set aside with the goats before they hear those words themselves and join the people that they have misled. And here's why I'm talking to my wife about this, and here's why this is, is such, a, um, such an issue for me. Because I was a false teacher. For four years, at least, as the pastor, and, and again, my theology was changing as I was the pastor of the vineyard in Pueblo, Colorado, but I was a false teacher. I taught things like open theism or a version of that. I, I taught a lot of really bad things. I, I had some good 
theology. I had some really bad theology. And I'm... I'm fearful. I mean, I, I'm confident in my salvation right now. But I don't know everybody that I may have misled. I don't know anybody that is, has, has heretical theology because of heretical theology that I taught that may not be saved who think they are saved. And I fear for myself that I may have to stand by while somebody that I misled stands before Christ and says, Lord, Lord, did I not do these things in your name? And the horror to hear him say to somebody that I misled, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And I'm trying to call to these people to come back and repent and renounce the false teachings I can only pray that, that God puts in the path of those people or me. I would love to be able to go back and find everybody that I taught bad stuff to and give them truth. And I hope for these people, people like Matthew Vines, people like Vicki Beechings, people like Jay Givens, people like Joshua Harris, that they will hear this call to repentance, that they will repent and that they will seek to rectify the false teaching that they have proclaimed. That I would I wish that Vicki Beeching would would get saved, that she would repent, put her faith in Christ, and write a new book called Divided and proclaim the truth that that there is no salvation without repentance, and repentance means turning from your sin becoming a new creation, denying yourself and following Christ, not indulging your flesh and, and following the world. There is a division that is there and Christ made it perfectly clear. So in this, as you're looking at this, if you were somebody that was a follower of Joshua Harris, understand this. That it doesn't matter what he wrote in those days or anything like that. If he is truly unregenerate as he claims to be right now and not a Christian, he never was. Does that mean that everything that he taught is worthless? I don't know. I didn't read the stuff that he taught. I don't know if it's good or not. I know a lot of people that, that held firm to it. But I don't know. Because I never read it. So I can't make a, a decision on how useful any of the books or things that he wrote. All I can do is go off of what he has said right here. And if he is truthfully proclaiming that he is not a Christian. That he is not born again. He is not saved. He never was. And that's truth. And so how do we respond to that? How do we respond? Exactly what Nagme said. Exactly what Jordan Baxter, I don't know who he is, but he called him to repentance. And that's what we do. We call these people to repentance. How do we call them to repentance? As I say every week and every episode, we preach the gospel at all times. We use words. They are necessary. And until next time, 
Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.